The game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vazay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. We are live at Dodger Stadium as the Dodgers fall to the Giants tonight, 7-4. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassay with you until 11.30 tonight right here on AM570 LA Sports. Despite the loss, the Dodgers' magic number was reduced to 8 because the Arizona Diamondbacks shut out the San Diego Padres at Petco Park tonight by a score of 5 to nothing, and the Diamondbacks are playing really good baseball these days. They're a tough uh, team to beat, and the Padres found that out tonight as my guy Snellzilla lost the game tonight for the Padres, and uh, they got beat 5 to nothing. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We'll check in with Jose Moda in 15 minutes. You'll also hear from Dodger super reliever Evan Phillips, who was our pregame guest. But as far as this game goes tonight, it's pretty simple. If Andrew Heaney keeps the ball in the ballpark, the Dodgers more than likely win this game. He gave up 29 home runs last year in one of his worst seasons, and the Dodgers thought they had corrected all that. But all of a sudden now, in Heaney's last four starts, he has given up 10 home runs, including four tonight. And look, in the big picture of things, I feel like I've said this, but I'll say it again. If everybody stays healthy and the Dodgers get Tony Gonsolin back, I feel like Andrew Heaney is at the back end of the Dodger bullpen in the postseason. He's an insurance blanket in case somebody gets injured, they need an emergency start in an October playoff game, or if there's extra innings and he's one of the more reliable strikeout arms, he can be that guy. If uh, there's uh, a situation where there's a run of lefties, he has one of the highest strikeout rates against lefties in baseball. They can use him in that situation. So to me, it's not about whether or not Andrew Heaney is going to start or not. It's about using him in a certain way, and that's the way I believe the Dodgers will use him. If you had to ask me today on Labor Day, what would the Dodgers rotation look like? It starts and ends with Julio Urias for the Dodgers in the playoffs. And then Clayton Kershaw. And also, I would say to a certain extent, Dustin May could be used as a starter. I could also see them deploying him out of the bullpen, maybe trying to close out the final nine outs in a situation. Uh, I could also see Tyler Anderson being part of the quartet of Dodgers starters in a seven-game series. And the reason why I'm not saying Tony Gonsolin is because right now, on Labor Day, if you're asking me on Labor Day, Tony Gonsolin is on the injury list, and he's just playing catch. I can't count on a guy that's just playing catch with a month to go in the regular season. I would love to have Tony Gonsolin, and I'm sure the Dodgers would love to have Tony Gonsolin part of 
their postseason plans. But at this point in time, on Labor Day, I'm not Andrew Friedman. I don't know what's really going on with Gonsolin. All I can tell you is what I see, and he's just playing catch with a month to go. I could actually see realistically Gonsolin not pitching in the first round of the postseason and hopefully being healthy enough to go in the NLCS and if the Dodgers are able to advance in the World Series. But we'll be able to tell more as we get closer to the end of this homestand what direction this is going as far as the throwing program for Tony Gonsolin and whether or not it gives him enough time to be ready in the NLDS. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Something happened at Dodger Stadium tonight that hasn't happened in quite some time, and Freddie Freeman would be the first one to tell you. He's very conscious of the fact he is not hitting as many home runs as he traditionally has in his career, and in the first inning, he hit a two-run home run. He had gone 82 at-bats in between home runs until that one in the first inning. So let's head downstairs right now to hear from the Dodger first baseman. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to get hits every day, but it's just not going to happen. But it's the beauty of this game. You get to come back and do it again. And um, it's nice to get a hit in your first at-bat to get rid of the 0 for 5. So um, it's just good to feel good, and it took some good at-bats today. Seems like you've had stretches for home rounds will come in bunches, and then won't come as, as often. Is there any kind of explanation for that? Or is there just none? Just one of those things, just trying to swing, be a hitter. The ball goes over the fence when I hit it, it does, but I'm not really worried about it. If you start chasing homers, I'm going to start chasing everything. So um, just trying to be a good hitter and keep that going. It's, it's kind of old wisdom here that the ball really carries when it gets hot. Uh, is, that, is that accurate? That was accurate. Um, <laughs> they did hit a couple of them would have been homers, I think, no matter what, but not used to the, the 100s and the 101s at 35 going out. Um, but, um, you know, we, we could have done the same, but they had a really good sinker ball around the mound tonight, but um, they, they, they had the homer balls going today. All right, that was Freddie Freeman, who hit his 17th home run of the year and still leads Major League Baseball with the most hits with 170. And by the way, even though he's not hitting home runs, he's driving in a lot of runs, and he's a big part of the Dodger offense, obviously. How many teams can say they lose a guy like Corey Seager and upgrade with a professional hitter like Freddie Freeman? Not too many. The Dodgers are the only ones that could say that um, in recent memory. And Freddie, by the way, is on pace to break the all-time Dodgers franchise record for most doubles in a season. And he certainly is getting closer and closer to breaking my guy Sean Green's L.A. Dodger record for the most doubles in a season. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. And I mentioned this last homestand, but it bears repeating. The full circle there with Freddie Freeman ready to break Sean Green's Dodgers, L.A. Dodgers doubles record. Sean's dad, Ira Green, was Freddie's hitting coach as a youth and even in the first couple of years in professional baseball. So Freddie is going to repay the favor and say thank you very much by uh, knocking Ira's son out of the record books as far as the most doubles in an L.A. Dodgers season. Let's go out to the phones for the first time. Bill, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Bill. Hey, Dave. How you doing, man? Thanks for the shout-out to the Canadian Valley for Max uh, Muncy last time. <laughs> Max Muncy? 
Yeah, I remember last time I called in, I, you, you said I'll give a shout-out to Max for the uh, Conejo Valley. I'm from Newberry Park. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, the Max Muncy that was drafted by the Oakland A's, not our Max Muncy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you said you'd give a shout-out. Anyways, the, uh, you know, we I was at the game tonight. I, uh, You know, we got beat up on the Mets. I don't know, the kid, I, I hate losing to the Giants, but I think, you know, I don't know what the Doc is doing right now, but... I don't know. What do you think? Um, well, what's wrong? You're all over the place, Bill. You seem very rattled over one loss. You know, by the guys. way, Bill, Bill, do you realize the Dodgers had beaten the Giants eight straight times before tonight? I know, but I, I haven't been to a game in a long time, and I went to it, and I'm like, Oh, so you're oh, upset man, that you came to a game, and one of the rare times the Dodgers lost at Dodgers Stadium, you were here for that, so... That's why you're rattled. But I hope you enjoyed Dodger Dogs, maybe a mango cart. That can make things better, Bill. Oh, yeah, it did. But it's just like all the So this is about Bill from the Conejo Valley. You started off with Max Muncy from the Conejo Valley, and now you're telling us it's not really about the Dodgers. It's really about Bill coming to his first game and the Dodgers not rewarding you with a win. Uh, Well, it's not like that. It's just that. Everyone in the stands was saying, "Why don't? Why didn't he pull Heaney?" I mean, he was—he got—he was getting beat up, and everyone was complaining. You know what I mean? And we're like, "Ah, big picture." And, and that the new kid, yeah, which kid? I which know, new kid? Right. Miguel Vargas? Yeah, Vargas, the kid. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the phone call, Bill. I'm sorry. Maybe next time you come to a game, the Dodgers will win. I would say chances are they will. Be safe driving home. And speaking of Miguel Vargas, yes, he did get the start at DH. Justin Turner got a night off. He has a 14-game hitting streak, though. Uh, But getting back to Miguel Vargas, and maybe that's the best part of Bill's call that he actually brought up Miguel Vargas, if the Dodgers are going along with this Joey Gallo experiment, and look, I'm not as down on Joey Gallo as maybe some of you are. I'm fine with the Dodgers seeing what they got with Joey Gallo. But the Dodgers called up Miguel Vargas for a reason. Why not give him a certain amount of runway here to see what they got with him, to see whether or not he can be a factor for the Dodgers off the bench or if necessary, if he gets hot and he shows he belongs here right now. Uh, why not give him more at-bats in September to see what they got with Miguel Vargas? Because if he can do what the Dodgers believe he will do in his career, he's a big weapon from the right side of the plate. So if you're going along with the narrative that the Dodgers have this big lead and they had the luxury of experimenting with Joey Gallo and some of these other things, why not experiment more with Miguel Vargas and give him the opportunity to show you whether or not he can do it and whether or not he can help you in October. So I'm all for more Miguel Vargas in September and between now and the end of the regular season. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Westlake. David, you're on Dodger Talk live from Dodger Stadium. Hi, David. David, thank you so much for taking my call. I just want to say, uh, Bill, take a breath. Don't worry. Next time you go to Dodger Stadium. Grab a Brooklyn dog. A Brooklyn, the Brooklyn dogs are amazing. Um, but uh, I, I have a, a three quick points. W- one is, uh, by the way, I hope you're feeling better. That, that's one thing. Um, I, uh, 
I also, speaking of sliding, you know, Cody Bellinger's average, my goodness. Uh, Jerry Hairston said something genius the other night on the I broadcast. I heard his rant. About, about, uh, about the, Jeez, uh, yeah, the Jerry kicking a guy when he's down. He's kicking a guy that's a well, nine hitter hitting 200. Well, not he's not hitting 200 anymore, I don't think. Uh, but he's got to make adjustments. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. David and Westlake. He's, He's actually hitting an even 200. He's right at the Mendoza line. Well, let me tell you something, David. We need him. He's amazing in center field. Do we need him? Do we need Cody Bellinger? The Dodgers have the best record in baseball with the gold glove defense he plays and his 200 batting average. Hitting nine. It's crazy. There was four starters in the lineup tonight that were below 200, and, and they're still winning. So, they're ama- they're an amazing team. I, I I've got the only person I think that might need a, a night off is Dino. I think he might have uh, hurt his shoulder <laughs> waving in Barnes on that play because I, I you know the heat must have gotten to him because that was such a brain fart that cost us I think a couple runs tonight. So Dino, come on, take a take a breath and uh, let's re let's 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 reboot for tomorrow. We need you. Um, He's the he, best. Thir- okay, hold on for a second. You got to give me a chance to chime in here, David. So, Dino Ebel, best third base coach in baseball, very aggressive. He's not just sending Austin Barnes on a whim. He's actually prepared doing some pregame scouting, and I'm sure in his mind he's thinking Thyro Estrada, second baseman, shortstop, playing left field. I'm sure he wasn't expecting him to field it as cleanly as he did, and he made a perfect cutoff throw to Brandon Crawford, who is, when he gets the ball, then all of a sudden all bets are off. But I agree with you, David. With Trey Turner on deck and only one out, I would have erred on the side of holding Barnes because you have two guys coming up that are part of the big three, Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman. you got Betts and Barnes second and third with one out, and now you're putting a lot of pressure on Logan Webb. So uh, I'm Dino's human as well. Uh, I'm sure there was a reason why he sent Barnes, but I agree with you. That was kind of uh, a rally killer. And we need Catman, Dave. We need Catman. And we need him for the division series. We can't just have him for the NLCS. I mean, that is a huge, huge part of our rotation. So I'm praying for, for, for Tony and, and Catman to get, to get well because um, we're going to go deep into October, David, and we need everybody. All right. Thanks for the phone call, David. Appreciate it. And by the way, when Austin Barnes was sent, there was uh, nobody out in that fifth inning. Let's go out to Jay in L.A. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hey, good evening. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm glad you are recovering from your injuries on that slide in Milwaukee, man. Oh, yeah. You know, we just keep going, Jay. You can't stop. The baseball season keeps going. I can't, uh, you know, curl up in a ball and call it a season. I got to keep going. Exactly. Can't stop, won't stop, right? <laughs> Damn right. Like the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, anyway, well, I want to touch upon, um, you know, uh, regarding uh, Andrew Heaney. I know last year he, he's he's – Gave up a, uh, 29 home runs last year, and I started. I, I've been noticing like a pattern within his last four starts. Did, did you know? In his last 21 innings, he's he's given up 10 home runs, and that's starting to be kind of alarming to me. 
I did. I saw that. I mentioned that four home, uh, ten home runs in his last four starts. Um, that's been problematic for him in his career, giving up home runs. And look, that's the that's the dilemma too. When you bring Andrew Heaney out of the bullpen in a potential playoff situation, he's uh, he's got a high strikeout rate. He's really good against lefties, but but. He does give up home runs, and you can't afford a reliever giving up home runs in October, and that's why I feel like his role will be relegated to similar to the way Alex Wood was used in 2020, where the Dodgers were reluctant to use Wood unless it was a blowout game like they had one night in uh, against the Braves, and he saved the rest of the bullpen for the next day. Um, but I feel like Alex Wood was a little underestimated in that playoff series. I thought, you know, he was a little underestimated. I'll leave it at that. And I think he proved me right in 2020. But Heaney is a guy that is going to you play the role, in my mind, that Brandon McCarthy um, did in 2017 where the Dodgers will use him uh, if there's an extra inning situation, if there's a blowout situation, or if they feel like he's good enough to get a string of lefties. His role, I should say, would be a step above the way the Dodgers used McCarthy in 2017 as an extra starter. So, And he could be an emergency starter. So I'm not that concerned about it, Jay. Andrews had a really good season. Injuries have been a problem for him this year. And all of a sudden, the home run balls have as well. But uh, I'm not that concerned about too many things with this Dodger team. i got to be honest with you. Oh yeah, yeah, we gonna be we gonna be good, man. And and I got I got I got a request from you, Dave. Request. Yes. Okay. Look, check this out. When the Dodgers' magic number get down to three, when you know how you play songs when you come back from commercial break and stuff. Yeah. You got to play this song by De La Soul. It's called the Magic Number. All right, done for you, Jay. No problem. Calling you, make a note of that. Thanks for the phone call. Speaking of break, it's time to take one. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. When we come back to Dodger Stadium, we'll check in with Jose Moda. Also, you'll hear from Evan Phillips, who joined us on the pregame show earlier today. The Giants snap an eight-game losing streak to the Dodgers tonight with a 7-4 win on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com, and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. The 0-1. There's a high fly ball to left. It is on its way, and it is gone. A home run. Austin Barnes hits one out. His seventh of the year. The Dodgers draw a little bit closer. Giants six. And the Dodgers four. Austin Barnes going deep for the Dodgers tonight. He finished two for three tonight, but the Dodgers come up short seven to four to the San Francisco Giants. Logan Webb gets the win. Andrew Heaney the loss and Camilo Duvall with his 20th save of the season. Freddie Freeman also went deep for the Dodgers tonight, his 17th of the year in the first inning. And we would like to congratulate Christine Ondesco of Torrance, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing the Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash 
home run. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We'll get back to your calls in just a moment, but we want to check in with Jose Moda. And Jose, man, I know Atlanta was called the launching pad, but this Labor Day weekend has been scalding hot for everybody in SoCal, and it was a launching pad at Dodger Stadium tonight. Seven home runs hit. How about that? Especially uh, a team like the Giants coming in, who, you know, they've had a tremendous month of September to begin with, slugging over 500. They love hitting left-handed pitchers, uh, and there's no secret. The, the Dodgers have shown them so many lefties throughout the season. It was time. So, you know, you talk about a Giants team that today, a lot of comfortable swings. They pretty much uh, were down to hurry to swing the bat. They wanted to make sure that they got to certain counts where they're going to see the slider and lay off of it. And when they saw fastballs, they made sure they attacked, and they got on top of those fastballs off Andrew Heaney. Well, you saw Andrew Heaney last year when he gave up uh, 29 home runs. He has now given up 10 in his last four starts. Are you starting to see some of the same patterns you saw last year? Yes, uh, being quite honest. Uh, last year and, and a couple years before that when he gave up 27 home runs. And the one thing for Andrew is, Obviously, he missed the spots. Um, I did not see the usual carry on that fastball, even though he had 96. But, you know, a 95-96 velocity-wise sometimes just doesn't have the same carry as you finish off and have better spin right in your fastball. I just didn't see it today, even on, you know, on some of the foul balls or some of the pitches uh, that the Giants were missing. But, Dave, it gets to the point with him where he has to throw the ball with conviction and believe that the minute the ball leaves his hand, something good's going to happen. You know, and I heard Clayton Kershaw talk about this, like, you know, you got to let it rip sometimes. Just go out there and let it rip because hitters feel that when you're aggressive and they have, you have that mindset and that that intensity, they can, they can see it. They can read off of that too. And uh, mentally, he needs to put a stop to it uh, and carry some momentum because we know it's there. We know it's there, but not right now it's rolling. I think it's getting a little bit in his head. But, uh, you know, rolling into October, you need – the Andrew Heaney that we saw with the first seven starts with a high level of confidence, they knew that no matter what the situation was or he was facing, something good was going to happen. So hopefully today uh, he hits rock bottom. No doubt, Jose Moda, and we'll see where the Dodgers uh, have Andrew Heaney in October. We know Blake Trinan will be part of the Dodger bullpen, his second appearance since coming back from that right shoulder injury. What did you think about Trinan tonight? In his first appearance, he only threw five pitches. Tonight, he <laughs> threw 23 and had an extended at-bat. I think it's good, actually, to go through something like this for him today um, to be able to see what's out there besides the fact of getting early outs or, or going for the punch-outs. But, you know, Blake, just it's a guy that's always so passive. He knows exactly – he's almost thinking two pitches ahead. If I miss – if it's a strike, if it's a foul ball, what am I going to go to next? Well, I think getting extended today, you know, going over 20 pitches is something that for his stamina, for his buildup, um, and being a guy that perhaps, you know, knowing that in, in the postseason, there's going to be some prolonged at-bats. And especially if you're going to come in and face the middle of the order, guys are going to lay off some pitches, and you're going to have to repeat and be consistent in your mechanics and be consistent in your delivery and your spots, hitting those spots consistently. So uh, I think overall it's it's one to learn from, and, and I, I'm glad he uh, was able to get past a two-out walk and, and get the ground out. All right, Jose, let's talk about a play in the fifth inning tonight that 
killed a rally. Dino Ebel is the best third base coach in baseball. Mookie Betts hits a double to left field. Bryce Johnson is a somewhat unknown commodity out there. He throws a perfect strike to Brandon Crawford, who gets um, throws another perfect strike to home plate. And Barnes was dead to rights. And all of a sudden, instead of runners at second and third for Trey Turner, you just have Mookie Betts out there with one out. What did you think about that play? Uh, it's not the play that I anticipated Dino Evil uh, deciding on. And um, if he has Dino, I'm sure he's thinking about who's coming behind. Uh, you have a guy like Logan Webb who's thrown the ball so well the last month and a half or so with zero's on support. And you have it on the ropes. It's second and third. You have Turner. You have Freeman. You have Muncie. And I'm quite sure that, you know, he, he knew Estrada is, you know, by design an infielder, but it had nothing to do with that. But I think overall – it's one that uh, I'm quite sure Dino will take back. And you know what? If you want the best, at times you're going to miss. And on that one, he was over aggressive. Um, perhaps he wanted to challenge Strada and challenge Brandon Crawford. And, you know, the thing paid up, you know, mightily for the Giants. And, and it's one of those where um, you, you have to anticipate, obviously, where the line was going to be and, and how many hard contact plays have been put in, in front of uh, that hit. And in that case, go out there, you know. Just know that uh, there's still a lot of game left, but you cannot take the battle away from the guys coming up. All right, Jose. We'll see you back out here tomorrow night. Game two of this three-game series between the Dodgers and Giants. Uh, always fun. There was 50,000-plus on Labor Day here at Dodgers Stadium. I'm sure to see the Dodgers and Giants. It was good to see the Salvadoran show up. It was outstanding. Tomorrow, try to get a win. All right, Jose, thanks a lot, and we'll see you out here tomorrow night. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Giants snap an eight-game losing streak to the Dodgers, but even with the loss tonight, the Dodgers' magic number shrinks to eight because the Arizona Diamondbacks shut out the Padres at Petco Park earlier today, five to nothing. Let's go out to Dean in Anaheim. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Dean. Hi, David. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm a little under the weather, so if I start coughing, I apologize. Um, before you went down the slide, you were talking to somebody about, they said, oh, they would never do it. And you said, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not worried about it. Who are you talking to? I don't remember. When did I say that? Um, well, I was listening to the doctor talk, and, and you were in Milwaukee, and, and uh, you were going to go down the slide. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't know do who it. told me they would never do it. I forgot. It's been kind of a oh. traumatic experience here for me, Dean. I forgot. Yeah, well, I think if you didn't have your arm in front of you, you would have been okay. But your arm broke your ribs and your wrist, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah, I wondered why why um, they brought up Vargas instead of Outman. Because they brought up Outman, it seems like, for a day. The guy sets the world on fire. And they send him down. He hit for the cycle twice within a week, I think. I, yeah, I he's been it. amazing. And he's going to be, to me, I believe he'll be on this roster uh, come opening day next year. But the Dodgers want to get a look at Miguel Vargas. And maybe they're thinking they need a right-handed bat at the end of their bench come October. Uh, they certainly have a lot of good power left-handed bats. I think they're looking to see what Vargas can do and maybe give him a little taste of what it's like to be on the major league roster on an everyday basis. They've done that before with other young players at the following year, they were part of the team. So I kind of feel like there's a couple of different reasons why it was Vargas and not James Outman. Okay. Well, 
I saw his batting 133 when he started. I, I told I my mean, friend, I said, Dean, I think they're... Dean, Dean, you guys keep citing his batting average. He's played like five games, limited at-bats. You're going to tell me, you're going to cite me a batting average off a kid that has gotten far and few between starts hitting 133? That's not fair. You can't, you can't just say he's hitting 133 like he's had 500 at-bats. I didn't finish my thought, David. Oh, okay. I was, I, I was saying that the, to my friend, because we, we're long, lifelong Dodger fans, I said maybe they brought him up to help uh, Cody Bellinger with his self-esteem. Oh, I mean, come on. We're going to start kicking Cody on this show? Not on my watch, Dean. And by the way, Vargas is hitting 176. Oh, I know. Panic time. He only has 17 at-bats. And all you guys are going to start throwing out his batting average at me. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. <sighs> Sheesh. The Dodgers have the best record in baseball. Cody Bellinger is not hitting cleanup. He's not hitting third. He's not hitting fifth. He's hitting ninth and playing gold glove defense. His teammates still feel he has a, a lot of value, and they tell me he's working really hard behind the scenes. So, look, I'm not counting Cody out. He's an October player. He showed that last year. Could he be better? Of course he could be. But it's not like the Dodgers are counting on him to be a middle-of-the-order bat at this point in time. They have moved on from that. So I think the focus on Cody, I understand the frustrations because we saw how good he could be, but the facts are they have the best record in baseball, and it's more about his confidence right now at the plate from what I'm being told than as much as his hitting mechanics. But to focus on Cody, I mean, come on, best record in baseball here. It, it's not like they're in a pennant race. It's not like they're in last place, and Cody is the reason why. All right, tomorrow, game two of this three-game series between the Dodgers and Giants. Tyler Anderson is on the mound for the Dodgers. He's 13-3 and with an ERA of 268. The Giants are going bullpen, and the game will start at 7-10 between Anderson and the Giants' bullpen. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck, begins at 6 o'clock. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. Thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. And coming up next on AM570 LA Sports, he wants me to promote him, so I will. The player hater himself, I'm sure he's going to kick Cody while he's down. That's a given. Marlins man guest last night at Sunday Night Baseball. I mean, is this 2005? That might have been a novelty in 2005, but Ben Maller really wants to tote and promote that he was sitting next to Marlins man on Sunday Night Baseball. Is that really the company you want to keep and promote? Well, Ben's next. Once again, the final score. The Dodgers fall to the Giants for the first time in nine games, seven to four. Have a great rest of your night. See ya. Like another perfect day.